Okay, so I made a video a few days ago where I explained how it was I was able to purchase a car with zero impact to my net worth. And I advertised it as how I got a car for free. Now, I get that that's a little bit clickbaity. I understand that. I understand that it also might sound kind of scammy. Um, I had people who didn't even watch the video posting comments like, this is cow poop 400 with the lollipops as zeros. My intention was not to make it scammy. My intention was to try to explain how viewing things in terms of net worth growth or net worth impact could change the strategy in which you purchase things. And instead of using cash to purchase a car, I invested that cash got the car for debt, and at the end of the six-year period where I got the debt for, I'm gonna end up with a higher net worth than I would have if I'd have just kept the cash or if I'd have just bought the car for cash because that investing is so powerful. So I was just trying to encourage people to be smart with how they invest, how they make large purchases, be creative. No, no intention of trying to uh, scam people in any way. I'm not advocating for you to like make money quick or anything or even like steal a car definitely not the case. So if you haven't checked that video out yet, check it out real quick. It's got some good info on how to make smart vehicle purchases while maintaining investing. But today's episode, we're going to react to Dave Ramsey. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, my name is AJ and this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. Before we go any further, please make sure to like and subscribe. Anything you do helps us out tremendously. And like I said in the intro, just trying to get people to make smart financial decisions. That's why we're here. So today I found a video from Dave Ramsey. It's about real estate because that's my thing. And I want to talk about what this caller is calling and asking about. The name of the video is should I sell my rental right now? And she brings up some good points. I think we got to cover some of this stuff. So let's get to it. Anna is with us in Washington, D.C. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. I have my question is my husband and I, we have two houses. One is our primary house, and the second one is our old house that we rented out for two years now. And nice. and my question for you is should we keep our rental house as a investment or should we sell it and basically pay off our primary residence? We have fifty percent equity on both houses. Both mortgages have three percent interest rates. We have no other debt. We have a six-month emergency fully funded. Kids' college and 401k is funded to the max. So what should we do? I like where you're going with all of this. Um, we've talked about on this channel before, one of the major benefits to like buying a home, living in it, and then moving and renting out that original home is that as long as you live in the house for a certain amount of time, I think it could be dependent on the location. So always check with your mortgage. Um with your lender, with your mortgage lender and, and make sure that this is right. But for, I think for most places, you just have to stay there for one year and you're capable of keeping all the personal loan rates. So if you bought it with like, even with like FHA loans or even with VA loans, you can keep that property with that rate as long as you live in for one year. And then if you move, you could rent that out and you can maintain that. If you were to buy a brand new property as an investment property, you'd probably be required to pay a much higher rate and have a much higher down payment. So if you live in a good area for this, the only reason I don't do this where I live is I just don't like the housing prices here. I don't think it's a good idea. So I like investing other places, but, but this is a great way to get into real estate investing is buy a house that you can afford that, you know, is 
that you intend to rent out after you leave. And then you could keep doing this like once a year if you really wanted to and build a nice real estate portfolio at some of the best rates at, you know, some of the lowest down payments that you could put down. I think this is a great idea to get into real estate investing. It's better than the alternative. The other thing that I think this solves for is something that I call dream home syndrome. A lot of people will look at a a home purchase and see how much money that home purchase costs. And they realize like, you know, if we're going to spend this amount of money, I need it to be on something that is my dream. And they end up buying more house than they can afford. Because like, if you, if you're spending 400 grand, you want something that is going to like take you to your retirement or further for $400,000. If you have this strategy in mind where you're going to purchase the home, keep it for one year, move out of it, rent it out and build this real estate portfolio, you're going to start thinking of homes in terms of like, you know, am I getting it under market value is adding some stuff to it, like improving the kitchen, going to add to the value of this property. And then when you turn around and rent it, how much the rent value is going to be. And you're thinking about it in those terms. And you know, in the back of your mind that you're just going to move and find a better property and you can keep this process going it's going to really help out your ability to buy an appropriate property for the amount of money that you have. And then you can grow over time into something better and better each time. So I think this is a really good strategy. And I think that they probably stumbled into it on accident and they're trying to find out if they should keep going or not. Let's listen to a little bit more. I like all the numbers that she has. 3% rates are great. Um, We say on this channel, if it's anything above 5%, you know, maybe pay it down, but it's below 5%, which is good. They have a lot of equity in both, so they can survive like a pretty good recession. Um, They have their cash, you know, their, their emergency fund funded. I hope they have an emergency fund for this property in particular. You're supposed to have one. Um, So I think she's doing everything mostly correct. As far as all this stuff goes, the one thing I'd be curious about was how much is rents? Like how much are you cash flowing? She didn't say that, but I'm assuming that it's in the positive, but I am curious about that. Wow. Should we keep it as investment or should we sell it and just pay off basically 90% of our debt? Neither one of these answers <laughs> falls in the dumb column, okay? So it's just okay. a matter of, of uh, good or, or better and best. Or He almost said good or goodest. It's a matter of good or goodest. Well, I'll tell you which one the goodest answer is. But I love that Dave Ramsey said none of these are bad bad decisions. Because we always say, like, if you're following 90% of what Dave Ramsey says, staying out of debt... Um, you know, making good financial decisions, budgeting, investing in all of your stuff like she is. When you finally get to the part where they have debt on a rental property, Dave is finally like, you know what? It's not so bad, right? But if you were to ask him, like, should I do this from the start? He'll tell you no. And we often say on this channel, like, you know, this is the way to be like finally to get to this point. So to see Dave Ramsey kind of caving a little bit here and saying like, well, you know, it's not a bad thing that you have this set up this way. It's kind of nice. He's kind of finally validating what we're talking about. In fact, he just got in a Facebook debate where the person was like, all you want to do is just, you know, tell Dave Ramsey he's wrong. And I'm like, you obviously haven't watched my videos because I agree with him on a lot of stuff. And he's accidentally agreed with me on a lot of stuff. So one thing that does enter into this, I think you're probably still in the window to sell the former residents and qualify for a half a million dollars of gain tax-free if you wait another Mm -hmm. year you won't be able to because i think it's i think you got two years to do that um can't be rented more than three of the last five years or something like that uh whatever the number is so check your tax advisor to be sure but that would enter into the equation for me because i can free up a half a million dollars if i do it now tax-free 
And that's a very valid point. So if, because it's a personal residence, if you sell it soon enough, you can avoid the capital gains. There's certain rules on that and different states are different. Like in California, you're still gonna pay California capital gains, just not federal. So you gotta kind of check that stuff, but you can get away with getting a lot of cash on the value of your home without um, paying any taxes on it is a pretty big benefit. And what he says next here is pretty important. If you wait a little while, it change, you know, then it, then we've just got an investment property versus your residence. So uh, what yeah. I personally would do, because I have enjoyed the peace that comes when I don't have a single payment in the world, and I've enjoyed the ability to build wealth rapidly when I don't have any payments, because of that, I think it's a shortcut I've lived it. I know it's a shortcut to sell it and pay off your house. But if you work to pay both of them off in the next five years, you're not dumb. It's just a matter of better or best. So mm -hmm. I think best is that when you take a gulp of air, it's going to go all the way to the bottom of your lungs when you don't have a house payment. Okay. That make any sense? Yeah, it does. That's why I'm asking you because um, my husband and I were trying to figure that out because, you know, if we sell it now, then we don't have to deal with the taxes. But mm -hmm. if we keep it, then we have to keep it for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, um, you're going you're gonna to be landlords forever. So the landlords forever part is true. You know, they could sell it and take the big tax hit or they can stay landlords for a really long time. They can keep rolling this process forward at some point when it's no longer tax beneficial to own this property. You can always do what's called a 1031 exchange. You could sell this property for something similar. So another piece of real estate and you basically start the whole process over again and you pay no taxes on that process. So you can continue to get, you know, income tax free. So you know, once she kind of crosses this two-year threshold, she's kind of going to be a landlord forever. Now, the question is, can she cover most of her house costs with this one property? Is this one property covering the mortgage of that property and her current property, right? Because then that would mean she could live for free. If she cashes this out and then she puts that money into the current property, then she could also live for free. The difference being the amount of net worth you're going to get over two properties because the appreciation on two properties is going to be so much higher. Plus the fact that the cash flow is going to continue to increase over time to the point where it's not just covering both mortgages. Now it's covering more aspects of your lifestyle. I think in the long run, the net worth win is going to be on keeping both houses. It's not going to be on selling one house for the other. Now, Dave is saying you could free up a bunch of money by not having to pay for your current home and then start investing intensely. And then it feels like you're breathing better. But really, if this is covering the home, you have an income from this other property covering your current lifestyle, right? That's better than having a job covering your current lifestyle. Cause now it's two sources of income that's causing you to be more financially free, more financially independent. And as time goes on, let's say you hit retirement and then you pay off the current home you're living in, you'll still have that cash flow in case anything happens, right? And then you could do even more, like if you wanted to buy more properties, et cetera. So I think in the long, long run, they're putting themselves in a better place by having more income. That's more financial peace, more appreciation, more places to borrow money against if they wanted to borrow money against to go invest somewhere else. So is more options if you keep this property. Everyone who calls into the show that is not everyone, most people who call in the show who are landlord folks um, are 
and, and Dave, tell me if I'm wrong here, but they're when they are into the real estate game and they want to be landlords, they're all in. I rarely hear somebody that's like, I don't know. Um, it's too hard to screw with if you're halfway it, in. It, it sounds like she doesn't want to be a landlord. She just yeah. doesn't want to sell that old house. No, she doesn't want to do something dumb, though. And, and, it, and you know, your, her friends are going, oh, you always want investment real estate. Everybody That's knows it, you want yeah. investment real estate because everybody is foolish. But everybody knows nothing. <laughs> That's what everybody knows. Well, okay. So I agree with John on this one. If you want to be in this, you got to be in it because it's going to be work. You're going to feel it like it's low effort for the most part, but it's it's going to take up mental capacity to some degree. You're going to have to respond to stuff. Even if you have a property manager, that's just the nature of real estate. I think that's fun. So maybe that's what he's referring to here. Like I'm all in, like I don't spend that much time on real estate and that's not my full-time job, but I do love this. So I, maybe that's what he's referring to as being all in. And I kind of agree with that. You have to kind of be into it in order to do this. The other thing that's important here is that 90% of like wealthy people, I'm not talking about everyday millionaires like Dave Ramsey's study. I'm talking about real wealthy people. 90% of them have made a significant portion of their wealth, like most of their wealth in real estate and will tell you that real estate is one of the best places to make wealth. So it depends on also where you're trying to get in this, in this, you know, just generally in life. Like, do you want to get to the end of your life just feeling comfortable or do you have the drive to really go at it, get some investment properties, you know, develop this wealth so that you can live like nobody else, like really nobody else. Not like, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm debt free and my income is real low, but you know, I can skate by and my life is okay. And then that's how you end your life. But if you want to be in the place where it's like your lot, your expenses are down here and your income is up here because you've developed this, you know, cash flow investment strategy through real estate or whatever, then you got to put some work into it. Now, now's the time to do it. And you're in a good position to do it. So Anna, you know, it really depends on kind of answer those. Are you into it? If you're into it, where do you want to be when you finally retire? Maybe you should keep this property. So, yeah, I mean, that's what you hear is street knowledge is people, you know, your beautician has an opinion while she's cutting your hair. You know, it's everywhere, you know, and so it doesn't happen. Or the wealthy idiot guy who's been successful at this for a while. Like, you know, maybe not a beautician, but someone who like can break down the numbers and tell you how this works. To me, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you know, the guy changing your oil has got investment advice these days. It's so they saw something on TikTok. So they're a dadgum expert. This has always bothers me. Like Dave Ramsey kind of like poo-pooing his competition. Like, you know, some guy on TikTok told you to do this. Who is that guy? You should listen to me. The guy who made a hundred million dollar plus industry off of selling financial advice to poor people. Like, like, like if we're going to measure the quality of the information you're getting based off of like, you know, how much money the person's receiving as a result. I'm paying money to be on this YouTube channel to tell you guys what the best results are going to be. Dave Ramsey's making hundreds of millions of dollars telling poor people to budget. Like, eh, maybe the guy who has done it himself, right? Who has like, you know, Dave Ramsey's stayed out of debt himself, but he's also made it really wealthy doing this. I haven't made any wealth doing this and I've been highly successful in real estate. Maybe that's the guy. You know, and that's, they're everywhere. That's the, that's the thing you have. And about real estate, you know, you always are taught to buy real estate. You're never taught to sell it. Buy, always buy investment real estate, always buy a house, always buy. And nobody talks about selling real estate. And there's a certain, there's some times it's really good time to sell some real estate. Yeah. 
really, really good time. So that's the end of the video. So moral of the story is like, where do you want to be? And, you know, Dave kind of spouts that there's like two strategies, conservative and risky. And he did risky and failed. And then he did conservative and he sold a bunch of people on doing conservative. And now he's highly successful. Really, what we have to make sure we're doing here is tracking our net worth. That's our first baby step here at The Wealthy Idiot Show. And making sure that we're making decisions to improve that net worth over time intelligently and intentionally. That's really key. So if you're looking at the strategy and you're thinking like, what will get me more net worth you know, as I'm continuing through life? The answer is gonna be keeping this property. And then the question comes down to what John asked, which is really important. Are you into this? Because if you're into it, you can do it safely and conservatively. Like right now, you have a lot of equity. You don't have to take that equity out. Leave it in there. If you're feeling like, you know, something may drop and the economy's not in a good place, it's okay to play conservative. You don't have to go full Dave Ramsey, you know, bankruptcy styles in order to be successful at this. And if you are into it and you like the cash flow from that, in the long run, you're going to get appreciation on two properties plus the cash flow, plus pay down your mortgage, plus being able to invest like crazy, plus have cash flow in retirement. It's a lot of advantages to being able to keep this thing. So it really comes down to the good or the goodest decision here has to do with you and your intentions and your ability to handle what's what's happening to you. Um, if you're in the same situation as Anna, please take that into consideration and think about it before getting into this stuff. And if you do get into it, follow the Wealthy Idiots because we're gonna to explain to you the best strategies to make this stuff work. Also check out wealthyidiots.com and make sure to like and subscribe. I love you guys, I appreciate you and I'll see you guys next time.